All right, welcome aboard to a brand new week of Locked On Avalanche, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Chris Maselli and Mr. Shaggy Von Doom with you today and on today's episode. A couple Avalanche put on waivers. They cleared, but we will talk about those two specific players in Cout and Bowers. Uh, Looks like Alex Newhook is going to have that 2C spot pretty much on lockdown for most of the season. We'll talk about Jared Bednar's comments when it comes to that. Nathan McKinnon with a minor injury, so minor he's already back at practice, but that kind of got us to thinking, like, what could be the worst-case scenarios for the Avalanche this year? What would maybe be considered an unsuccessful season for the Colorado Avalanche and some funky scheduling done by the league? A massive question mark. I just don't get it. Let's get to it all. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody. It's Monday and it is hockey week because in just a couple of days, we are going to have live action hockey featuring the Colorado Avalanche back for another season. Just a couple more days to go until uh, live action hockey Meaningful hockey, I should say. We've had live action hockey, but meaningful hockey right around the corner. Cannot wait. Uh, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. You can follow us on our social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked on Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, Locked on Avalanche on gmail.com. And you can follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. All right, sir. A lot to get to today. But we do have to mention something that is, you know, a horrible thing that has happened. Well, allegedly has happened. I should say that. Um, And an Ian Cole situation. Um, If you're on Twitter, social media, heard anything about it, uh, it, it, it's right now it's in such the early stages. It's you had a comment or you had a Twitter page actually created by uh, someone. I I had the name and I forgot what it was. I had it up here. It's Emily um, something. Emily Smith, right? Yeah. Created a Twitter page. No picture. It's just a blue circle where the, the profile picture is. Put up a post about some horrific things that she went through that involved Ian Cole and how she was a minor when all of this stuff happened to her. That's the only thing that's it's one tweet. It's a, it's a picture of her statement. And it's gone up and that's it. And, you know, obviously that is sweeping through the NHL right now. And because Ian Cole is a hockey player and he was a member of the Colorado Avalanche, I don't have dates. There's no dates on this either. Yeah. Um, but right before we went to record, the Tampa Bay Lightning have suspended him. And Ian Cole himself came out with a comment. And it's your typical, I deny all this. Uh, I look forward to my day in court and clearing my name. So right now, that's all we have. We have a, a woman saying she went through a absolutely horrific, and, and she gets a little bit detailed in that. So if you want to read it, feel free, but just be forewarned. Um, and then you have him, you know, rebuking that. So everything is in the we're getting information stage, and we'll we'll talk about it when it gets f- like fleshed out more. Um, but it's, you know, if, if, if all of this is true, um, you know, Ian Cole's hockey career is the last thing that he should be worried about. He, he it's not going to be a good rest of his life, uh, cause it might be in a jail cell if all of this is, uh, is true. 
Yeah, this is one of those situations. It doesn't matter what sweater you're wearing. Um, humanity and ethics and morality comes first. And yep, it's all the uh, the initial stages. And you you it's honestly bad. hate like, to hear this. Yeah, and and you know, she gets pretty detailed in her description. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll just have to see this thing through and see where it goes but ugly situation for uh for her for the nhl um it's just you hate reading stuff like that and and you you would you hate to think that stuff like that happens to people but it does and whether or not he's a hockey player doesn't matter just like you said humanity just is comes into play here and apparently there was none there yeah heartbeats under the sweater that comes first and especially Mm -hmm. just after everything that we've went through and had to endure with the hockey Canada situation. Right. Like this is, this is the stuff that we've been talking about needs to be cleaned up and we will, we will find out eventually how much cleaning needs to be done. Yeah. So, all right, we'll keep our eyes and ears on that as it happens or whenever it happens. Um, But for now we'll switch our attention to the Colorado avalanche and a couple of their, their last minute waivers that they, throughout there on Saturday and the, the two big names were really the only two, two names that they had on Saturday were Martin Kaut and Shane Bowers. I thought, why not? I, I, they're two kind of, especially Kaut, maybe not so much Bowers, but again, <clears throat> both of them are first round picks. So I thought there's gotta be maybe a team. One of those low end teams might take a flyer on them and, and see what they get. And it's a little bit surprising that nobody did. You know, I'm surprised and I'm I'm kind of opposite of you in that. I would think that Shane Bowers would be picked up off the curiosity factor. Um, With this Martin Kaut situation, you've, you've seen him and what he can do and the, the woes to make the avalanche roster, especially when injuries are just kind of how the avalanche just navigate a season he still hasn't made a place on the roster. Other teams notice that too. So there must be something there. So Shane Bowers, there's still this unproven upside that you might want to take a, a chance on. But it's interesting to see both clear the waivers and land with the Eagles. We'll <clears> see <throat> where the development goes, but it was interesting nonetheless. And Jared Bednar said specifically about Shane Bowers that he thought he had a, a good camp. And he could see him bringing him up um, at some point. And I thought it was a little bit interesting that that he said that before they had cleared waivers. Because yeah. if I'm a GM and you're looking at the Colorado Avalanche as kind of like the model franchise right now because they just won a, a championship, if he's good enough to at some point in the season get called up because he had a good camp, my, my ears are yeah. ringing. And, and, you know, if I'm – uh, so anybody even uh well i shouldn't say anybody because you know the top teams really don't go after a lot of of waiver wire players but if i'm someone like arizona or chicago why not hey he's sit him enough. down and say tell me everything you know <laughs> he's good enough to go up to the avalanche if something is goes wrong uh why not so when i when i saw bednar said that i kind of was like oh man like i wish he didn't say that say that after the fact if they clear or even if he gets picked up say 
I'm a little bit disappointed that he got picked up because I thought he had a good camp and I thought, yeah. you know, if someone got hurt, he could have come up for us. Or if he does clear, I'm happy he cleared because I thought he had a good camp. And if someone gets hurt, he can come up for us. So it was a little bit, you know, you got to watch your words sometimes, Jared. You got you to know your audience and, and timing is key here. This is this is where I'm at a disadvantage because like my favorite show of all time is Twin Peaks. And you always right. got to like look underneath what they're saying. I, what if he said that? trying to protect Cout, hoping somebody would pick up Bowers instead and just putting that out there. Oh, I sure hope nobody takes Bowers. He had a really good camp. He did. And, he and, did and, say it about Bowers. Yeah. Yeah. And like and protecting Cout and like kind of yeah. like, oh, we don't know about him, <laughs> but they really do know about okay. <laughs> him. Like you never know. Coaches. No, crazy yeah, right, folk. Right. Um, but, you know, they both clear. So yeah. Cout, I, I don't know. I kind of feel a little bit bad for him just because you know now his words his own words of saying this is my last shot um he's got to feel down he just has to because it's almost like if he's saying that he's putting all of his effort in i'm not saying that he didn't put effort in in the past but if he's saying like this is my last chance and what he put out there still wasn't good enough um I don't know. Let me bring up his cat friendly, but well, um, this, I, I got to think he's done after this. He's <clears> going to want to go somewhere else and give it a go. I know I have not been singing the praises of Cowton's performance throughout the playoffs and the, I mean, the preseason and the camp, mm-hmm. but this is also where New Hook started last year. And look at where he is yeah, now. Different level. But we've, we haven't even started the season and we've already seen the absence of Landeskog, Nuke and McKinnon for a little bit with whatever he's got going on, JT Comfer for a little bit. Injuries are a part of the game. So he can prove himself in Loveland and find his way back onto the team at some point. Like we started last year with Maltsev, and now he's also dancing around in Loveland. So it's not all said and done for Cout yet. Yeah, he didn't make the starting roster to start the season, but that you could clearly see with how the Avs started last year and where they ended up that doesn't necessarily mean a lot because you can join us at some point in the season. Sure. Yeah. You can always play through it. Yeah. Um, this is his last year. Um, and then he is a restricted free agent, but that really doesn't mean uh, yeah, it's can trade his rights if they wanted to, if they felt like uh, he, he just, this is, this is the end of the road for him. You know, we'll see that's after this year uh, we can revisit that, but you're right. Um, he can, I mean, he probably was down on himself for a day, but you know, in the end you're a hockey player and you're still playing for a team. Yep, still playing for a team that that needs you. Um, so yeah, if you just show your worth down at the level that you're playing at, and you know you you make those guys up at the Avalanche level kind of take notice of like, all right, we sent him down again, and he's having the best year of his life down with the Eagles. Let's see, what, you know, bring him back up again. Who knows? You have you have yeah. no idea. You have no idea. Don't go down there and just be all sad and depressed. Be and a body. Say, I, 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 it was my one shot. I'll just yeah. be here forever. They're paying attention to how you react to this adversity. Yeah. Um, and then on Sunday, uh, Jared Bednar at a press conference said, you know, Alex Newhook is our 2C. He pretty much denounced it and um, kind of said they're going to let him ride this out, ups and downs, uh, because the, he, even, he even threw out the trade deadline, would even let him be in this role until the trade deadline. And if it's not working out, they'll address it through a trade. So in a way, like I like that 
so so Alex Newhook is not always looking over his shoulder, thinking, man, I put together like two bad games. Am I going to walk to the arena today and I'm going to be down a peg? He doesn't have to worry about that now. Yep. He can just go in. He can play. If he has a bad game, he knows that he's got the coach's word. It's okay. Work through it, and we'll we'll work through it with you. So I kind of like that he made the announcement the way that he did. And it's not just a commitment to Newhook and what he can do. Like he now knows his role, which is something that everybody's been trying to figure out in the preseason. And also, when I heard that statement, I immediately thought Cout. Like that was another way of being like, "Hey, trade deadline. We're also looking. It doesn't matter." what's going on with this team, we're still going to be active. So another reason to fire up all those that we've talked about on the waiver wire that are going back to Loveland, hey, it's step up, like continue to do stuff in Loveland because we will be active and you will be moved if you're not going up or down. Mm, yeah. So uh, we pretty much know, you know, that mystery is gone. I think that was the big question, remaining question for the abs. And, and, and there you have it. And like we were saying, we kind of figured it was going the route of new hook, uh, but just throwing that much support behind him to start the season, I think is a, a smart move. A uh, smart thing to say for a bit. Yeah. And to avalanche fans, how good of, how good are we right now that this is a big deal? Who's the two C in Colorado? Like, with all yeah. of the injury concerns and everything going on, like for us to finally announce our two C, it's going to be all right. Where <laughs> it's going to be all right. Where that's our big news. It's it's a good deal. Right. All right. Uh, let's hear from Athletic Greens, and then we'll get to Nathan McKinnon's minor injury, <clears throat> which was so minor he was he only missed I think a half a day of practice, but uh, kind of gets us thinking like maybe worst case scenarios for the Avalanche this year, um, and then. Funky scheduling by the NHL. I, I just I, I don't get the decisions sometimes. But first, Athletic Greens. You've heard us talk about Athletic Greens in the past. Kyle has a coffee cup. There it is. Not the coffee cup. The coffee container holding that delicious Athletic Greens. Uh, and what is it? It's one scoop of Athletic Greens in your morning water, and you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics and aptogens to help help your help you start your day right the special blend of ingredients supports your gut health your nervous system your immune system your energy your recovery focus and aging everything that is important to you and athletic greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up in a complicated supplement routine to recover which cost him over $100 a day so he created athletic greens which costs you less than $3 a day and you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your coffee, Dunkin' Starbucks habit. And it's cheaper than getting all of those different supplements yourself at once. So you're investing in your all-in-one nutritional insurance. And right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with the convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. And that is it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs. With your first purchase, all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Once again, it's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional 
insurance pairs really good with your coffee. Mm. Dump it in your coffee. Why not? Yeah, it's it's the best. <laughs> it's what I do. All right. Uh, Nathan McKinnon tweaked something. We don't know what that was. But uh, he it was enough for him to leave practice early. And he was back the next day. So first of all, how'd you think when, when you heard that, did, did you, did you think like, Oh boy, here we go again with the injuries, especially Nathan McKinnon, who didn't start last year uh, on time. You already have Gabe Landeskog's out. Is were, were you thinking like, let, let's not start the, the season off on the wrong foot yet again. See this, this is how, you know, we spend too much time together. You know, exactly what my thought process was, but I've, I chased that all the way down with Nathan McKinnon. Like, yeah. Oh God, here we go. But then I remembered he's Wolverine. Like Taylor <laughs> Hall caved his face in last year and he was back in a week. Oh, like he messed God, up his wrist and he was like back. It was like multiple weeks. You never knew when he was coming back, but he was back like the next week. So I was like, yeah, he's injured, but he's like Deadpool or Wolverine. He can heal. <laughs> No problem. His blood is vibranium or unobtainium. <laughs> so like, he, um, yeah, he could. It was concerning, but then, uh, to, you for, know what, like man? you said, he's back. So, yeah, you're like, OK, again, sure. <laughs> again, how you phrase things um, I'm picking up on and like tweak something. I wasn't that concerned. Like I wasn't that concerned about the start of the the regular season. This was on Saturday when he said he tweaked something, um, and I'm like, okay, like I, I'm kind of just reading like the, the the language there, and it's not like because Jared Bednar has been very honest about injuries in the Avalanche as far not as far as what they are, but like time frames. He will come out and say, they'll give you the typical upper body, lower body, but he'll come out and say, and we did it with uh, Devon Taves last year. Yeah. He's like, I think we're going to be missing him for a while. He kept saying for a while. Um, but he'll tell you if it's day to day or week to week, or he tweaked something. And because he said it like that, and he's been so honest in the past, I genuinely wasn't that concerned. So, and here he is, he's already back. And you're right. Like <clears throat> he is in, phenomenal shape so an injury like you and i tweak something well maybe not you but me um i'm out for like till christmas um nathan mckinnon tweaks something and that's nothing that's that's you know he'll be he'll be fine by breakfast he looks at it he's the new chuck norris (laughs) he is a he is a chuck norris theme yeah uh i know he just has some chickpea pasta and we're good we're good to go that's all it is so but it got me thinking like okay like Injuries, they're going to happen. We're going to have some throughout the regular season, just like every other team. Um, but as far as like the season goes and and kind of like looking at this season, big picture, what are some maybe like worst case scenarios for the Avalanche? And it could be anything. Could be injuries. Could be play. Could be how they end up the season. Um, but is there anything on your mind thinking like, yeah, this could be if if X happens, that's that's a worst case scenario for the Avs. Uh, yeah, easily, especially with our goalie situation right now. If we mm. lose Kale McCarr or Taser for an extended amount of time, like we have taken for granted what they do and what they bring to this team, and 
their level of play and how it trickles down to the next defensive pairings, it's going to be really hard for these goalies to find their footing without number seven or number eight. Yeah. And if we lose them till the trade deadline, this could make a for a really rough start to the season and maybe skew our views of what the goalies could look like and what the defense looks like and what the team actually is. I feel like if we if one of those go down, like it's easy to say one of the forwards, one of the poster guys. I, f- I really feel like we have taken Kale McCarr and Devontae's for granted, and we only realize it when we lose them. I don't think about it. I don't think with Kale, no. Uh, I think I think people understand fully what they have in him. And uh, maybe there's uh, some people, maybe don't like watch the Avalanche daily, or maybe just uh, that Avalanche fan that they, they, you know, check on them in the morning. Like, oh, did they win? Maybe they don't understand like the the importance of Taves. Um, but yeah, if he were to leave, if he were not, not leave, if he were to get injured and, and miss a significant amount of time, um, it, it would obviously suck for the team. But I think that you know how we were talking about Nazem Kadri and how if someone like McKinnon got injured or Lana Scott got injured, you always had Nazem Kadri there and you just you just felt comfortable. Um, if Makar were to get hurt, I, I don't I, that uncomfortability is is going to be daily. Yeah. yeah. If Taves were to get hurt, definitely would have some uncomfortability. But I feel like that would be an opportunity for like Bowen Byram to step up and God, I mean, imagine him with Cam McCarr, he would take that opportunity and run with it. So yes, the team, the the look of the team, the dynamic of the team, as far as defense would be different because Taves is an all world defenseman. Um, But I think, you know, the defense that they have, I think you could slot someone in and be happy with what they would, would give if Taves weren't there. And I'm not trying to say, well, we could just overcome uh, Taves' injury. No. I, but feel, I just feel like, yeah. I feel Taves is on that level. He's the defensive Val Nichushkin. Um, You don't appreciate him until he's gone. And you feel that when Nuke's out. Like, when he's back, you're like, oh, that's the style of play we yeah. missed. You <clears throat> right. feel that same thing with Taser. When he's out, It's you feel a vibe shift with the team and the mm-hmm. synergy. And then when he comes back, you're like, oh, that's why things didn't feel right. That's yeah. the missing piece. That's why if he's gone for an extended amount of time, especially with like, this is like a full season with Manson and, and who knows what EJ is going to look like this year. Like, and the defense, I mean, the goalie situation, that's, there's a lot of things that can compound with the absence of Taser. Well, what about that just in itself, the goalie situation? Forget about like if there's injuries on the defensive end. Just obviously this is a, a big chance that the Avalanche are taking with their two goalies. And just like I said, worst case scenario, what if it doesn't go the way that we were wanting it to go? What if, what if uh, Georgiev Bebo's is, on waivers? Is, <clears throat> what's that? That's a Bebo's on waivers. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> but that, I mean, that's not going to solve anything. You're, you're, no. you're, you're going on the waiver wire now. Like th- this is something that I, we've been saying it all offseason ever since they acquired Georgiev is uh, this. I'm going to be watching it because this has got to work out for them. In, in one way or another. And and maybe they were just like, we'll take a flyer on, on Georgiev to, to see if he can be that guy that everybody thought he was going to be. If he's not, we're confident what we have in 
Francois, but he's never been a, an A1 guy either. So, I mean, worst case scenario is both guys don't fit the bill. And then you are putting how we were saying, like, if you lose Tage, you're putting a lot of pressure on the on the goaltenders. If both these guys struggle, you're putting more more pressure that needs to be on, on the defense. Both goalies need to realize we're asking them to help us win game six, three instead of six to five. Like, we're not asking you to go out there and steal us a game. Like, yeah, but it'd be nice to have that, man. It, it would just when be have, nice. When to... was the last time we've had that in Colorado with um, all of the uh, Grubauer's last year? I mean, he was on fire that year. He really was. I mean, that, that was, but that was his, that was going into his free agent year. So he played above his head. Yeah, I was about to say but, there was a moment a where you were, yeah, you you didn't feel confident going night in, night out. Like, if everything falls apart, at least we have Grubauer. Like, we haven't had a goalie since Patrick Waugh that you were completely confident night in, night out. If everything mm-hmm. doesn't work on the offense, we have a goalie to bail us out. Like, go back and look. Like, our it has not been an incredible story between the pipes for the Avalanche. So, we're not it's more of the same. You're not asking a lot out of the goalies, but they also have to meet us there. Like if things aren't working, you have to stand up. We can get the goals. You just need to help us out. Don't put us down two nothing, three nothing. Cause granted we've done it before. We've point. worked yeah. out of holes, but, but you don't want to be playing every here. game from behind. Yeah, you you exactly. don't want to be doing that. Like, yeah, if you're up three, nothing, uh, you know, four, nothing, you give up a goal. Okay. We can live with that. Although three, nothing is not the lead that you want to start giving up goals, but um it yeah it's just it's there it's yep. it's it's real it's a story it's something that we got to watch um as far as standings go is it i don't want to say maybe the worst worst case scenario but is is this uh you know you're going to have some teams close to you in the standings uh you know if you don't win the central is is that a worst case scenario for the app yeah easy there's you can't convince me there's no way they shouldn't win the central. No, and if I you think don't, they if, <clears throat> right. if they don't win the central, that completely derails their mentality going into the playoffs. You think so? Because, and the reason I, the reason why I brought it up is because do you think the avalanche now that they've won one and know that they can, do you think they have the, the Tampa Bay lightning mentality of just, just get to the playoffs? Just get to the playoffs, and, and then we know we can go far. It doesn't matter where we play. It doesn't matter who we play. Um, if we get into play, it doesn't matter if we didn't finish uh, number one in the division or got a wild card spot. Uh, we play just to get into the playoffs, and then we just take off. Do you think the Avalanche have that mentality, or, or they could have that mentality if they don't win the Central? I think they obviously want to win the Central. But if they don't, do you feel like they would still have that mentality of, like, we're just as good even though we didn't win, win their, the division? This is Nathan McKinnon, Gabe Landeskog, and Miko Rantanen's first time being defending cup champions. It's going to be a lot of pressure on them. Right. And you've seen what twisted wrister Nathan McKinnon does when it comes to like his mentality on things. If the weight gets heavy and it looks like they might miss the playoffs or their seeding is going to be not as incredible as it has been in years before, that's going to weigh on them. I, I really feel like Nathan McKinnon and the way this team is operating, if it's not top of the central going into the playoffs, they're already going to start kind of panicking and doubting themselves. Like they have to win. It's their goal is win the central, get back in the playoffs, defend the cup. And if right. one of those things are derailed, 
I wonder how this team will act and respond. Uh, I don't, I, I feel like they will be unfazed by it. At least that's what they will say. Yeah. You know, they'll, they'll say, say like, you know, winning the, the division was not, and they've said it about the president's cup. Like <clears throat> even last year, like it was not our goal to win the president's cups. The goal is win the Stanley cup. We've won the president's cup. We've already done that. So they've done everything. They, they've won divisions. They've won the president's cup. Now they won the Stanley cup. So uh, if, if they I don't, don't win the central, something is wrong. And that could be compounding on, because honestly, there's no reason this team should not win the central. The only reason they wouldn't would be injury wise. Um, or if a team like Minnesota or Nashville just goes off and just has an incredible season and, and the abs, not to any fault of their own, uh, just finished second in the division. I, I don't see it happening, but um, if it does, I don't think the abs will panic. I, I think they'll be just fine. I think like, okay, congratulations to everyone in the division. You haven't won anything yet. You've won a division. And, and that's really it. So I don't know. I I I I think they want to, and they're playing to win it. Uh, but if it doesn't work out that way for whatever reason, we don't know what the reasons are right now. If they were to lose it, <clears throat> if they just got beat outright, nothing you can do about that. Then you just get into the playoffs and you go make another run at it. I I find it interesting. Like if they're not winning the central, we have to take back everything we said in the offseason about this being one of the best teams that we've seen because if they can't do it again like what's in their way nobody else has improved like nashville's made tweaks um, minnesota's yeah. made tweaks like they were leaps and bounds like I talking think... about being the formula for building a winning team and then you go back and take a huge step backwards yeah i think the narrative will be if they do if they don't win the central i think the narrative will be the three guys that they lost in free agency were, were that important to this team it, I think that would be is, the narrative. This season is the difference between the Colorado Avalanche being the Tampa Bay Lightning Part 2 or St. Louis and Washington. Mm. One and done. Like this, That's the importance of this season. No, I mean, I, I don't see a one and done thing happening because you always have another offseason where if you don't get it done, you know this Avalanche team in this front office is going to be like, okay, we got to go get what we didn't have last year. So, uh, I, I, I mean, if it doesn't happen this year for whatever reason, I think they'll reassess and, and have, have another fight for next year. So that's kind of where they're at right now. They know they have these guys that are a, a huge core for them, uh, and they're not going to let that go. So if it doesn't happen this year, they're going to retool and say, All right, what do we got to go get? And that's what they're going to do. So remains to be seen. All right. Um, I want to hear from people out there. What do you think? Worst case scenario, if the Avalanche, uh, we didn't even talk about that. If they don't win the Stanley Cup, yeah, that's a question for another episode. Uh, is that a worst case scenario? But if they get there, is that good enough or is it no? Even if you get there, you have to win it. That's a good conversation. Maybe we can save that one for uh, before the season starts. Um, but as far as the season starting, here's another just gaff by the the NHL where fine you want to play games in other countries and expand the game because the game is global and you have uh you know players from however many countries are playing in this league uh you have a lot of eyes on the sport around the globe you want to play in other countries and the avalanche are doing that this year too um why schedule it where you have two teams play in another country back-to-back -back games and then the next day you still have teams playing preseason games. 
this is i mean we had conversations about how to how to make opening day <clears throat> huge there's some people that don't even know opening day happened which technically it's already happened it happened in another country and that's fine if you want to go do that there was no build up to to these games uh between the sharks and um nashville uh yeah sorry sharks and nashville and to the the untrained NHL play or fan, they were just preseason games. Why? Because preseason preseason games followed them the next day. Explain this to me. I, I don't get it. Okay, and you just kind of proved the point on how just I'll say it dumb this was. Like, how many people really knew San Jose and Nashville were playing one overseas, two, three that it was an actual regular season game nobody there was no marketing you know why it was all pushed to opening day where the games count but this game counted why are we not talking about it why is there no fanfare there should have this should have not been a regular season game because apparently in the nhl's eyes this isn't opening day so why did it count and honestly guess what in the grand scheme of things when the season's over it doesn't matter if it counted or not that game is irrelevant um it's it's not going to matter um, I don't know why they decided to make that a regular season game made no sense at all. I don't, there was not a lot of hype or fanfare around it and it was just a wasted opportunity. Why not send them the same week that Colorado goes and does their global game, push that back over there and really make it a spectacle. It was just wasted. Yeah. So nothing like, Oh, this is actual regular season hockey. They care. And then you go watch a preseason game it makes no sense it takes all of the energy out of it thanks gary bettman uh a buddy of mine who's a rangers fan uh he he was going out to a bar to go watch the ranger game and he thought it was the opening opening game for them and then he got there and realized like wait they don't play the islanders on on uh game one uh why are they doing that and and then he sent me text he's like I thought the regular season started and I was like, Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> so it's confusing the heck out of people. And like I said, like for, it for people that just like want to go watch hockey because it's opening day and they're, you know, it, it's, I do that with baseball. Like I don't watch yeah. baseball every single day in day out, but opening day, opening day is kind of like special in baseball and I'll just flip around and I'll just watch games. It's enjoyable. It's the start of spring. And for a lot of people, like that's that's for hockey too, and to have meaningful game, two meaningful games followed by a dozen preseason games at the same time, is just pointless to me and mind blowing, baffling. I don't get it. And this is another failure on on the NHL's part of not being able to to seize a big moment. And and not having your opening night be a spectacle. It's just a mixture. I, I, I can't get, I can't figure I can't wrap my head around why they do this. The NHL took opening day, which is the original trilogy of Star Wars. The Nashville San Jose game was the prequels. Yeah, it <laughs> it's just whatever. And last year when I can't it was Calgary. Or it was the year before when Calgary was still playing regular season games while the playoffs were being played. It was Vancouver. Yeah. Wait, oh, I cannot. It was Vancouver was playing regular season games while the playoffs were going on, and nobody was watching them. 
It was yeah. That yeah, that's yeah, yeah. the that's the Disney it's the, the Disney, Disney trilogy. <laughs> so that's how the NHL is running uh, this, and it was man. huge gaff. And we're going to laugh about this for years and years. I don't get it. No offense uh, to the but, teams that were participating. I bet you it was no, fun. no, it's not, nothing. Glad to do everybody them. had a great time, but thanks but, for wasting our time. But why wouldn't they do this again next year? Because they're going to be like, oh, this was so successful over there, and and hopefully it was. But then make a big deal about it. Don't run preseason games day of and the day after. Clueless. I don't get it. Um, this is really making it easy for us to run the league. One it day. is. Uh, just hand us the keys, man. We'll take care of it. Um, all right. And then the last thing we want to get to is uh, EA NHL 23 had ran their official simulation. Uh, we posted about this on our social media pages. They, they, they have the Avalanche in the Stanley Cup final again against the Pittsburgh Penguins, which is one that we were throwing around as one that we would want to see because of the McKinnon and Crosby friendship and therefore matchup. That would be fun. They have Pittsburgh actually beating the Avalanche in seven games, nonetheless. Uh, So they have Pittsburgh winning the Stanley Cup championship over the Avalanche. And interestingly enough, uh, they have the Avalanche, the route to the Stanley Cup final um, is eerily similar to one that they just did. They have them beating and they don't have in how many games. They only did how many games for the Stanley Cup final. Uh, they have them beating the Predators in the first round. They have them beating the St. Louis Blues in the second round. And they have beating the Edmonton Oilers in the conference final. Pretty eerie there. Um, and some other things in here that are kind of interesting. They have the Toronto Maple Leafs making it to the Eastern Conference Finals against those Pittsburgh Penguins. And they also have the Seattle Kraken punching a ticket to the playoffs. So uh, I think other than they have, they have the, the only different teams from last year that I can see are the Kraken and they have the Islanders in there as well. Um, and I think everybody else is all the same. So thoughts on EA uh, with a terrible simulation. Okay. I've bought every NHL EA NHL game since NHL 99 mm-hmm. EA fixture game. Um, <laughs> two. They might not be too far off with that Seattle thing. I don't think Seattle's there yet. I I don't think they have that much of a turnaround. Like that that would be that would be Colorado Avalanche level of uh, a turnaround to to make a playoff spot. They're they're getting there, but they're going to be improved. I mean, you can't get much worse from what they did last year, and they will be improved. But I don't see a, a playoff spot yet. And mark my words right now, this is mm. October tenth, okay, twenty twenty two. If the Pittsburgh Penguins beat the Avalanche in the Stanley Cup, I am shaving my head. There is no oh, way. Yes. There is no way that happens. Okay. Fix your game, EA. My hair is on the line, but it's just gone. <laughs> There's no way. I don't understand where this is coming from. I get it. Sidney Crosby, he's great. Yeah. But there's put the two teams' rosters side by side. There's no way. This is like yeah. a Disney movie. There's no way this team should beat this team. I don't care how many yeah. simulations you run. It's just uh-huh. no way. Okay. And and Shaggy's got some uh, luscious locks. I mean, don't sure. call him Shaggy for nothing. So he, yeah, there, look at that blowing in the wind. And there's and he's inside. It's just one of those natural things. There's wind constantly goes through your hair, even when you know there's no wind to be had. It's just one of That's those. Why things. I wear a hat so I don't get stopped on the street all the time. <laughs> 
Uh, all right. So a lot to comment on there, uh, fellow listeners. So uh, fire away in the comment section. We want to know uh, your thoughts on everything we talked about today. Um, and then uh, until then, we'll be back tomorrow. Special guest, Miss Katie Gauss from uh, Altitude Sports will be joining us. So she's uh, waiting in the wings for tomorrow and uh, excited to talk to, about, talk to her about uh, what she's expecting for her uh, season on the sidelines with the app. So that'll be exciting. Um, until then, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Mr. Kyle Sullivan, Shaggy Von Doom, I am Chris Maselli, and this is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go! Go, Abs, go!